times I lost somebody, how can I forget what God has done for me? Sister Tabitha, how can I forget when God has set me free? How can I forget when I was broke, busted, and disgusted? How can I forget when I was depressed and out of my mind and on my way to a devil's hell? But my God, come on somebody, our God saved us. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! I'm just thankful. Amen, somebody. I look back and I remember, you know what? I didn't have the Holy Ghost, but I was drinking on some wine and some alcohol, not realizing I needed the new one. Amen, somebody. I was smoking all the time and getting high every moment I could, not realizing I could be with the Most High. Come on, somebody. Thank you, Jesus, for cleansing me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You guys can make your back your way to your seat. I'm telling you right now, God is going to do something great tonight. Amen. Have your way, Jesus. I'm nervous tonight because I want to carefully deliver what God has given to me. Amen. I don't believe that the pulpit is a place where you get to show off your talents and what you can do and what you can say and what great word you can bring up. Amen, somebody? But I believe that this desk is sacred. Amen. I believe you ought to pray all the time, but if you are a man of God, you better be praying before you come and preach. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for our leadership, amen. I don't take that for granted, amen, somebody. I hear too many stories of other people and other churches where they are and what happened to them, but I'm thankful to have our man and woman of God, amen, somebody. I'm thankful for my wife and my kids, amen. My wife, she's always there for me. She's always helping me. She's always praying for me. I covet her prayers. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm thankful for, as I look back and not forget, I'm thankful for Pastor Sferlaza. Where he at? He counting in the house? Okay. I'm thankful for Brother Steve Lundy. I'm thankful for... The other men and women of God. I'm thankful for Sister, Sister Alexandre. She, believe it or not, I call, she called me, call ministry. And I wasn't sure about coming to this type of church, First Lady. I was like, woo, what is going on here? This Holy Ghost, what is that? I don't know if I'm going to be able to speak in tongues. I'll get baptized. I'll, I'll maybe watch you guys as y'all praise, but... I don't know about speaking in tongues. And I remember talking to Sister Alexandre, and she told me, don't even worry about it. God's going to fill you. That's nothing that you have to worry about. Amen? And that small little phone call did a lot in my life. Amen? It was a seed of faith planted in my heart. Amen, somebody? And last but not least, the greatest one of all, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Thank you, Lord for all you've done. Amen, somebody. Let us all stand for the reading of the word. I'm a little shaky this evening, so we're going to turn to the book of Psalms, or Psalm 19, beginning at verse 7. And it says, the law of the Lord is perfect. Somebody say perfect converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statues of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, 
than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from my secret faults. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Let thy words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Let's all put our Bibles down. Let's all lift our hands to the Lord of Lords right now. Come on, somebody, lift your voice to the Lord of Lords. There's no point of us being here tonight if it isn't for Jesus. There is no point being here tonight uh, if the Holy Ghost doesn't move. Uh, there is no point speaking tonight and, and teaching the word of the Lord if God is not with us. Uh, Jesus, speak to your people tonight, God. Lord, give us ears to hear, God. Give us eyes to see, God. Uh, give us a heart to understand your word, God. Lord, let us fall in love with your precepts, God. Give us understanding, God. Lord, give us wisdom, Lord. Your word says we can ask for wisdom, and you give it to us liberally and upbraideth not, God. Lord, we're asking for your word, your wisdom tonight, God. Lord, your wisdom that cleanses us, God, that we may be known of you, Jesus, that we might be with you, God, and be able to do everything, God, you've called us to do. Thank you, Lord, for all you do, God. You are great, Jesus. Somebody clap your hands in the fear of the Lord. With the help of the Holy Ghost, I'd like to talk to us tonight, teach, because uh, I know I'm a teacher, the secret sin or secret sin. You may be seated. This world is full of sin. It doesn't take much time for us to look around and see that this world that we're living in is about to crumble. This is the end times, amen? When God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, the men of that city tried to have their way with the angel sent to deliver Lot. What a spirit that was where people would like to have their way with a man of God and do whatever and say whatever they want to do to the man of God that is only trying to reach and save those that are trapped. But the Bible says that there is no new thing under the sun. Our world today is full of sin, full of darkness, full of Rape and murder and you name it, there's sin going on and transgressions upon transgression. Amen. But in some parts of the world, things are so bad where men will decide to rape a woman and his defense is because of the clothing that she's wearing, she deserved it. Men so animalistic that they can't control themselves. But this isn't secret sin. This is blatant transgression. We have young men in areas of America nicknamed Chirac or Little Pakistan where they are murdering each other by the numbers. In cold blood, murdering their neighbors, murdering the people they went to school with, all because of money, girls, or because they disrespected their sets. And popular music displays and promotes this type of violence amongst our youth, known as drill. It glorifies the way of the gutter life. But this, this is not secret sin. We see it, it's out there. It's nothing that people can even hide from. You can hide yourself from it maybe, but it's out there. We see it. 
There are people that deal with alcoholism and other types of drugs hiding their alcohol in their digestive system, causing havoc in their family, verbally and physically abusing their family. Fights where they don't end up, if they don't end up in a hospital, words are said which cut deeper than a knife and can never be unsaid. Substance abusers who can't keep a job, whether it's because of drunken rage that they lost their ability and understanding that they have some responsibilities that they need to take care of or Maybe they can't keep their license long enough because of the multiple DUIs and other infractions they might have. These people, this world is hurting and in need of a savior. I'm thankful I know who Jesus is, church. I said I'm thankful that he found me at a young age of 20 years old. Before I turned 21, God found me, and I'm thankful for that testimony. Amen. I remember when I started coming to church, people said, you're too young to live for God. Can't even buy alcohol yet. You're too young. You need to go to these clubs over there and do this over there and make a waste of your life, and then maybe find God, and then he could fix you. But I was already broken. I needed a fixing before that, in my own opinion, but I'm so thankful that God found it fit, amen, to reach me and to reach us that is in this house tonight. Psalm 32 and 5 says, and I want to define a few words first, so I figure the Bible can bring the three words up. Psalm 32 and 5 reads, I acknowledge my sin unto thee. And mine iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin. Sin, or to miss the mark, is something that all of humanity has to deal with. Amen? Iniquity is developed in your mind. A great way, Brother Desmond, to remember that is iniquity. <laughs> while transgression is sin that's carried out. Transgression is a big deal to us. We see sin or transgression and we like to point our fingers at it. That person there is a sinner. That person there is doing wrong. This individual is lying and this individual is cussing and this individual isn't dressing right. But believe it or not, God asked for us to have better righteousness than that of the Pharisee. The Pharisee pointed and said, oh, if you knew who that person was, uh, you wouldn't let them even come by you, Jesus, because they indeed are a sinner. But Matthew 5, beginning at verse 20, it says, For I say unto you, that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, you shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. He says just looking the part, just acting like you are the part is not enough. Doesn't mean you neglect it. It doesn't mean you don't look the part. It doesn't mean you don't sound the part. He says looking and sounding is not enough. Verse 21, he, he goes deep into this. He, he's trying to give them an understanding on what the word of the Lord says. He says in verse 21, you have heard that it was said by them of old time, thou shalt not kill. And whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever shall say, thou fool, shall be in danger of hellfire. The secret sin of anger in your heart. The secret sin of getting upset with your brother for whatever reason. The secret sin is murder. 
It's the, it's the iniquity of murder. Jesus continues on to the disciples. You skip down to verse 27. He says, you have heard that it was said by them of old time, thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you, that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. The Bible says that in the Old Testament, not to commit adultery, but he clearly says that you look at a woman lustfully, you've already done it. You've already transgressed. You, you, you point fingers at people that are committing adultery when you yourself are committing adultery in your heart. Can I get an amen from somebody in this house? Does anybody understand that? You know, you know what's great about this, actually? The lack of reply right now is baffling, right? Not because of right here. I'm talking about in the Bible. What's crazy is when the rich young ruler came to Jesus and he says, what shall I do to be saved? And he told him what he needed to do. And he says, I've done that all from ever since I was a child. And Jesus says, one thing thou lackest. Sell all that you have and give unto the poor. Pick up your cross and follow me. And he didn't do it. He didn't do it. And Jesus proceeds to say in Matthew 19, verse 24 and 25, it says, and again I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. When his disciples heard it, they were exceedingly amazed, saying, who then can be saved? Jesus just preached and said, if you have iniquity in your heart, if you are doing these things, you cannot make it in heaven. I'm not sure about the rest of you guys, but I don't really have to deal with money right now. I mean, you can see the hoopty I drive. Money is not a thing for me that I'm scared of making it to heaven or not. The disciples were fishermen, and, and they weren't rich as far as I can tell. Maybe one of them, maybe one of them had a problem with money, Judas, but they reply, when talking about money, who then can be saved? When they deal with iniquity every single day, all of us here have iniquity in our hearts. And it should be something where when God says, if you have that iniquity, you are in danger of not making it to heaven. You should say then, how then can anyone be saved? Yet the disciples were quiet here. It shows me that there's something about iniquity that we might love. It's that secret sin. His disciples didn't even make a remark, and some of us today were like, oh, yes, I understand. You think it, and yeah, you've done it. But it is more important than how we are reacting tonight. None of them was, were rich, like I said before. And God's word is clear. Iniquity is a big deal. Brother Desmond, God ain't playing. He's serious. Matthew 7 and verse 13, it says, Enter ye at the straight gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereof. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. And few there be that find it. The Bible commands us to enter at the straight or narrow or the difficult path because that's the only way to make it to heaven. But broad is the way or many or easily is it to make our way into hell. Let's go back and see what God has to say about Lucifer or the devil in Ezekiel chapter 28, verse 13 through 15, it reads, Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering. That suit and tie you're wearing looks good. Uh, that dress that you're wearing all the time looks great. And he names all of these other things. And verse 14 says, Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. 
that was upon the holy mountains of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Verse 15, thou was perfect in the, way, in the ways from the day that thou was created till transgression was found in thee, till sin was found in thee, till you acted across in my kingdom in such a way, he says, until iniquity was found in thee. Verse 17 says, thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. You were prideful. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. I will cast thee to the ground. I will lay thee before kings and they will behold thee. Thou hast defiled the sanctuaries by the multitude of thine transgressions. By their sin. By thy iniquities, by the iniquities of thy traffic, therefore will I bring forth a fire from the midst of thee. It shall devour thee, and I will bring thee to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all of them that behold thee. Another description of Satan in Isaiah 14, 12 through 14 says, Thou art, how art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground? which didst weaken the nations. For thou hast said in thine heart. He didn't say it out loud. He didn't go and start telling other people, hey, this is what we're going to do. This is the plan. This is what's going to happen. He says, the Bible is specific, and it says, thou hast said in thine heart. <laughs> in thine heart. I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Can I talk about something real quick about um, eyes? Sometimes we say that I need to do this. I'm not being used enough in this church. I need to do that. Nobody notices what's going on in my life. I need to do. You're sounding like your father, the devil. And I'm preaching something that God has been speaking to me. God's been dealing with me, Pastor Sphalosa, for a long time actually about this. I remember, and I, I joke with my Bible studies right now, when I was a super Christian. And my God, I was the best thing on earth. <laughs> Boy, was I wrong. God cast Lucifer, the devil, out of heaven for iniquity. But we think we can enter into his kingdom with our secret sin. Matthew 7 and 21 says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall I enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? Are we the people of the name or not? He says, have we, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name I've cast out devils. God, I have, I have your gifts. I'm doing great things. Uh, I'm prophesying. I'm doing great things for you, God. In your name I'm doing it. And in thy name have done many wonderful works. Look at everything I'm doing, God. Look at me. I, I, I. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Why did he not accept them? Sister Tabitha, was it because they were sinning? Was it because the transgression? Was it because they were murderers and liars? And No, he says, you got something wrong with your heart. I don't know you. If I knew you, you would know I don't appreciate what you think. I don't appreciate the thoughts you have. Come on, somebody. He says, I don't know you. God is really extremely 
specific about what bothers him, what he doesn't like, what he hates, what's an abomination. But what's crazy is the secret sin, we hide behind it. We hide behind it. The man of God could be preaching and talking to you, saying you are messed up, you're thinking these things, you're doing these things, and you will hide behind your mind and say, prove it. You're not God. Prove it. Jesus. Come on, let's lift our hands right now. Jesus. Come on, someone. God wants to speak to you, but because of our carnal heart right now, you can't receive the word of God. Because you haven't been praying, you can't receive it. So maybe let's pray right now. God, speak to me, Lord. I want to be ready for when you come back, God. Uh, If it's me, God. uh, Lord, actually, I know it is. So help me to repent right now, God. Oh, come on, someone. Lift up your voice right now. Jesus. Oh, come on, somebody. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, come on, somebody. God wants to speak to you right now. It's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. Uh, I'm not preaching something pointing at you. I believe that God has spoken to me concerning this very thing. Uh, Jesus. We know the judgments of God. All we have to look at is the Old Testament. Genesis chapter 6 and verse 5. And God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. He said they wouldn't even take a break and stop thinking bad. They wouldn't even take a break and stop having these bad thoughts. They were wicked because what was in their hearts. So he destroyed them. God doesn't just want to put a Band-Aid on our situation. God doesn't just want you to look right, have you talk right around the right people, around, make sure that nobody else can bring your name to leadership or, I'm not, I don't even, I don't fear man, I fear God. I said I don't fear man, I fear God. God wants to bring you to the root of your problem and take care of it. You're showing the works of the flesh. The root is the iniquity in your hearts. But we love our secret sin, the iniquity that we hide behind. And we lie to ourselves, saying, He's not talking to me. It's for him, it's for this brother, it's for that sister. I didn't do anything wrong. I'm good. I'm fine. I've repented of that already. God, don't talk to me about this. I've already repented. But have you? Have you repented? If he's bringing it back up in your mind right now, as the word of the Lord is coming forth, have you repented? God, I'm close with you. I pray. No, you talk to God. You don't listen. You talk and don't listen. And I've been there, church. I would talk and talk and talk. And not listen. Make every excuse as to why I'm doing what I'm doing. God, it's not fair. This is what I'm going through. It's not that serious. Who am I to say it's not that serious? God, I'm close with you. I show up Sunday morning, Sunday night, Tuesday night, Thursday night, Friday, Saturday. 
I'm close with you, God. In reality, you're far from him. He doesn't even know you. Gracefully, God, and graciously, he's calling you out on your sin, on your secret sin. I mean, it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. I don't even have to talk about it tonight. God is already speaking to every single one of us on our faults, on us missing the mark, on the gossip that we have and mask it with, hey, brother, I need you to pray with for so-and-so because they're going through all of this. That is none of your business, though, but let me tell you what you need to pray for. God, I'm... The word of the Lord comes forth, speaks exactly what you are doing wrong. And right after, the very next day even, you're on the phone talking to somebody saying, I hope that sister heard that message. I hope that brother heard that message. What's sad is some of us are saying that right now. God, I want to hear your message, God. Lord, when I come here, you're speaking to me, Jesus. Uh, I need to be cleansed, God. Uh, I need you, Jesus. Uh, How then can I be saved? Uh, If iniquity is wrong, if iniquity is bad, uh, how then can men be saved? Uh, It's impossible by ourselves. But with God, I said with God, And it's okay. The scripture's clear. In Job 42 and 2, it says, I know that thou canst do everything, and that no thought can be withholden from thee. God doesn't want to put a band-aid on it, church. You can lie all you want to yourself. You can lie all you want to the man of God or the woman of God, and the woman of God is just trying to reach you but you don't respect her because she's not the man of God? Oh, you're not the bishop of the church, first lady. I can't talk to you. You can't talk to me. God forbid. God forbid. First lady, if I'm out of line, please. Matthew 12 and 34 says, Oh, generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Out of your heart, you're dealing with issues on what you're saying to people, and you're covering it with, you know what, they just don't understand me. I don't know how to communicate myself effectively. No, 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 no. No, uh-uh, don't say that. You're about to put yourself in a reprobate mindset. Don't say that. Let's go to the word. It says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth, the mouth speaks. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, bringeth forth good things. When you think good about your brother, when you think good about your sister, when you think good, you don't have to fake it. You don't got to say, hey, Pastor Falaza, great message. You don't have to fake that if you're thinking good about your brother. But those that love, to, that love their secret sin, they'll go up to you, Pastor Falaza, and they try to find something that you said wasn't even the main point of the message. A minor mute point, maybe even. That was great. Good job. 
because I like to hide behind my secret sin. But I say unto you that every, somebody say this with me, every idle word. My God, Sister Camila, right when we came to God, I remember the scripture stuck out to us. Every, 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 every idol. I justified it. That's the King James. I must not, I must not say that. The Bible can't possibly say every idle word. Let me ignore it. Matter of fact, let me stop praying because maybe he'll stop talking to me about it. Let me stop reading because maybe I won't see something else like that in the word of the Lord. I just love being blessed. I love God blessing me. I love what God has done. I love to tell people and testify, God, you've done so great works. Look what I used to be. Look, God has changed my life. Yes, God. But I don't want to stop that secret sin. Don't talk to me about every idle word. For by thy words, let me, let me go back. I'm sorry. Every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words, thou shalt be justified. And by thy words, thou shalt be condemned. So, yeah, I wish I could say I'm making this up, but that's the word of God. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Every idle word will be given account in the day of judgment. Lord, help me. Jesus, help me. Someone needs to pray right now. Every idle word, Jesus, help me. Lord, forgive me. God, oh, Jesus. He says every idle word. He says when you're not even thinking about it. He says when you don't even mean to say it out loud. He says uh, when things aren't even that important and you just decide to add your own opinion. It's being judged. Idle or a synonym is frivolous, without purpose or effect, pointless. Every pointless word. Every pointless word. Your brother came up to you. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Your brother came up to you and apologized. And instead of just, you know what, that's great, you got to add an idle word. Yeah, God needs to work on you with that. Oh, yeah, you're going to be judged, all right. That's the word of God. It says it. And God talked to me. Man of God, they apologized. Let it go. Come on, somebody. I'm not pointing. These are things happening to me. Let it go. They apologize. Why do we got to rehash every single thing? Why do we have to go through the whole situation that's awkward for the both of us? And we have to go by and say everything. Let it go. If you were to forgive, that's how you're going to be justified. But now you condemn them. And you're going to be, verse 37, for by thy words thou shalt be justified. Right? Your brother, they apologize to you, amen, don't worry about it, it's good. I don't even remember what you're talking about. Let's move on. Justify it. You sin. You're at judgment day. God is judging you by your words. I'm sorry, God. Hey, man, don't worry. Don't even, don't even think about it. I forget exactly what you're even talking about. Who cares? Oh my. Are we understanding what the implications of this text is? And by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Hey, God, I'm sorry. Yeah, you did that. You did this. And you know what? I was trying to work on you, and you wouldn't let me.
I'm satisfied to say tonight that I could freely preach this message. Honestly, First Lady, I'm so satisfied that I can. Because God's been working and God's been moving in my heart. And I just want to be closer with Jesus. Because you know what? God wants to use all of us, church. You might be talking to yourself. <laughs> Reading an annoying text message from brother so-and-so, sister so-and-so. Let's not even put it in the church. You're reading a text from your boss. Every idle word. Your boss needs to be saved. Why do you think so bad about them? Do they not need heaven too? Do they not need a savior also? Do they not need to repent also? Are we a type of church where we're like, ha, I got it and no more? Uh-uh. We on this side, you on that side, stay away. God forbid. Musicians, you can come. Galatians 5 and 19, it says, Now the works of the flesh are manifest. <laughs> that means that you couldn't see it before. It was secret. It was hidden. But now... They're manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft. You name everything there. He says, as I have also told you in times past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But. We enjoy our secret sin. You can't prove that I said that in any type of way. Huh, that's you. That's how you feel about it. I didn't say it that way. Revelation 21 and 8, it says, but the fearful, wow, the fearful. I'm not afraid. I could do whatever. The fearful and unbelieving and the abominable, and murderers. He put fearful and unbelieving with murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all. You're lying saying, I'm not dealing with that. You're lying right now saying, that's not me. I don't, I don't need to fix that about myself. It's not gossip, nope, not me. I'm spiritual. They shall have their part in the lake, which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Okay, I'm just, I'm just reading the scripture because people say only God could judge me, so let's, let's let God, let's let God speak. I'm not even speaking. It's the word of God speaking. James 3 and 6. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. There is a whole world of iniquity in your tongue. All the thoughts that you think about people, the things that you shouldn't be thinking, the things you shouldn't be entertaining, there's a whole world of it in your tongue. So is the, that was, oh, oh, uh, so is the tongue among our members that it defileth the whole body. Firstly, I wonder when it says body there, if it means you or the body of Christ. I wonder. And setteth on fire the course of nature, and is set on fire of hell. For every kind of beast of, and of birds and serpents and of everything, we can control everything. Mankind has tamed it all. But the tongue, verse 8, can no man tame. Nobody can tame this. When Jesus said these things are iniquity, 
And the disciples didn't even bat an eye. They didn't even say, who then can be saved? But when it came to money, like as if everybody's rich, like everybody deals with greed and money. Everybody here apparently, according to the disciples. This is full of deadly poison. Therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceedeth, hallelujah, blessings and cursings. My brethren, these things are not so to be. Don't the fountain send forth at the same place sweet and bitter? Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries? Either at vine figs, so can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh. Who is a wise man among you? Who is a wise man and doeth with knowledge among you? Let him show out of the good conversation his works with meekness and of wisdom. Conversation. Speak your speech. Out of the abundance of the heart, you speak. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. Can I paraphrase? You're talking like your father, the devil. For where envying and strife is, he's talking about speech, and he says, where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. The tongue, how a man speaks, is coming from his thoughts. Verse 16, his thoughts are envying. I wish I was up there. I wish I was leader of that ministry. I wish I... There is confusion in every evil work. Why does he judge this, you ask? <laughs> Again, because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Or even better, whatsoever man thinks, so is he. The secret sin, the sin that's in our minds, will manifest into your speech and who you are as a person. You can resist it all you want. You can try as best as you can when you're in church, when you're amongst the people of God, but what about your idle time? What about those idle moments? What about when nobody else can really prove it that you said that? No, no, no. You see, first lady, what happens is they misinterpreted me. But that's why I'm so thankful that God uses tongues to get a hold and change his people. Come on, somebody. That's why when you're filled with the Holy Ghost, God takes, God takes your mind. God controls your mind. And it manifests through your tongue. If you don't have the Holy Ghost tonight, and you're dealing with your secret sin, you can repent. You can be baptized in the only saving name. There is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. But if you do have the Holy Ghost tonight, and you're still dealing with your secret sin,
God has more for you. God wants to work through you, but you need to humble yourself and pray. Come on, somebody. You ought to humble yourself. You don't pray not because you don't have enough time. That was my biggest excuse. I got three kids. I got a wife. I work. I'm in Sunday school. I'm sorry. I lead Sunday school. I lead kids on Friday nights. I lead my bus ministry. And I'm doing as Paul right now, right? I'm being a fool as I'm saying this. I'm not. But this was my excuse. I'm busy, God. I'm doing your work. I'm teaching Bible studies. My God, shouldn't be teaching Bible studies if you ain't praying. Can I, can I get an amen? What's the intention of your heart when you're teaching that Bible study and you're not praying? What's the intention? Is it really to win them to God? Jesus. But the Bible says, let this mind be, done, be in you, which also was in Christ Jesus. Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. God says, you need to make yourself of no reputation. You're not teaching those Bible studies because, you know what, I want to show somebody something. I'm not going to be on a pulpit and preach because I want to show somebody something. I'm not going to exhort because I want to be on the lineup to exhort because I want to show somebody something. I, I want to be a part of these conferences and, and, do, and do retreats and do all these things because I want to show somebody something. No, the Word of God says. But made himself of no reputation, and took upon him a form of a servant, the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. God Almighty humbled himself. The Bible says that there was no form or comeliness. He didn't come to this earth looking great, looking amazing. He was just a common person, Brother Steve. People wouldn't remember him because he looked good, but they also wouldn't remember him because he looked ugly. No reputation. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death. Somebody in this house tonight needs to die. You need to repent. Don't resist what God is speaking to you. You need to repent. Even the death. of the, It wasn't just a death. It wasn't just getting shot and dying. It wasn't just. It was the death of the cross. It hurt. Brother Steve, it hurt. It hurt. Pastors for Laza to let go of some things. It hurts sometimes when God is speaking to you and says, they do that over there, but don't worry about them. I'm asking you to not do this. It hurts sometimes when God is speaking to you and you see your brothers and sisters have the liberty to do these things, but why can they do it, God? You pick up your cross and worry about yourself, and you need to die. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him. You're trying to exalt yourself. And when that happens, God will bring you low. I had a dream, first lady, whenever, I, and I probably talked about this before, so if I didn't, forgive me, okay? But when I was the super Christian, I had this dream where we were ice climbing this cliff, the whole church, and I was in front of everybody. I mean, I was, let's go. We're going to the top. I'm first. Bishop was leading everybody, and I was past Bishop. 
and I got hurt. So just happened, I got hurt. Something happened. I don't know what happened. Something slipped. I, I got hurt. And I fell into a little cavern. And God said, I'm going to make you last. You think you're first. You think you're, you're putting yourself up there. I'm going to make you last. That dream terrified me. <laughs> I mean, I was having gifts of knowledge and gifts and, and talking to people on outreach and, and speaking right into their lives, reading their mail and getting so excited about it, Brother Steve. And God said, I'm putting you last. You're having way too much fun. You're not understanding why I even gave those gifts. Not for you to think bad about your brothers and sisters because you're doing so much, because I'm using you and therefore you're better than them. I'm being vulnerable. I'm being vulnerable. And yet I would resist. I'm not doing that. Brother Eddie, I ain't doing that. Nah. I just talked to this person. They came to God. They got baptized. I'm not doing that. I'm teaching these Bible studies. They, they got the oneness of God. That's not me. I'm good, God. Humble yourself and pray and ask God, help me. 1 Corinthians 13 says, charity suffereth long, verse 4, and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself. It is not puffed up. I'm the best one here at the Rock Church. That's not charity. Charity doth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own. It's not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hope all things, endures all things. How will people know that you are followers of God? Is it because you can preach the word? Is it because you can teach a Bible study? Is it because you can cast out devils? Is it because you have a gift of healing? Is it because you have the gift of faith? No. John 13 and 35 says, By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you love one, if you have love one to another. It's okay, you don't believe it, there's another verse. Matthew 22 and 37 says, Jesus saith unto them, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. This is what we profess. And he says, okay, you can profess that, that's great. This is how I know you're professing it. He said, this is the first and great commandment, and the second is like it. If you're doing the first, then therefore you should be doing the second, because they're the same. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Let's all stand in this house tonight. God has been really merciful to the Rock Church, amen? He has blessed us. God has done many things. But in order for us to do and move where God wants us to move, we need to get some things out of our hearts. Thinking evil, looking at our brother and sister that stumbled, that fell, and talk bad about them because, or even say, yeah, I knew that would happen with them, has to stop. They get enough condemnation from the devil already. They don't need to hear it from the people of God. They don't need to hear it from them that has been washed. So when you come to this house, when you come to the altar tonight, 
when you lift your hands, you ought to pray a prayer that says, God, search me. God, show me what I have been resisting. Lord, open my eyes to my wrongdoing. Oh, open my eyes to the iniquity, God. Don't let me hide behind any excuse or thought, God, and call you a liar for God. You are not a liar. The Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. Come on, lift your voice to him. Oh, oh God, oh God, Lord, answer me, God. Lord, have your way in my life, God. I can't do this without you, God. Lord, iniquity is forever in me, God. Lord, I need you, Jesus. Lord, I need you, God. Oh, yeah, Oh, I know this is not something that we thought we might have had tonight, but God wants to do something in you right now. God wants, he wants you in his kingdom. He wants to know you. Fill me with your glory. Fill me with your power. God, we don't want to just be famous, God. We don't just want to be known of people, God. When they see me, God, help them to see you, God. Help them to see your love, Jesus. Your mercy, your grace.
today. It's another day for repentance. It's another day of repentance. It's another day that God renews his mercy. Jesus. Jesus. Oh, God, help me not take advantage of your grace, God. 